When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, hey, and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune. I'm Maya, a singer, songwriter, video maker, Oakland native, and the world's quietest podcast host who is trying not to wake up her family right now. I'm also a big fan of history. I love untold stories, gross facts, hidden secrets, anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. Each day, I'm going to share a few of my favorite deep cuts with you, so let's take a look at today's stories. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's Today, in 1915, the U.S. House of Representatives rejected a proposal to give women the right to vote. That was not very poggers, but it was the last time that that would happen again. Women would never be rejected the right to vote ever again. It's crazy to think that just a little over 100 years ago, women didn't have the right to vote and would have the right denied once again on January 12th. 1915. In this particular vote, Congress overwhelmingly voted to deny women the right to vote. It's hard to even imagine. The vote happened after a 10-hour debate, and the House of Representatives were suffragists lined the galleries to protest for their right to vote, to no avail. As you might predict, some of the representatives made some pretty reprehensible comments about women by today's standards. Representative Edwin Y. Webb of North Carolina said, I am opposed to women's suffrage, but I am not opposed to women. I am unwilling, as a Southern man, to force upon her any burden which would distract this loving potentate from her sacred God-imposed duties. I am unwilling to force her into the vortex of politics, where her sensitiveness and her modesty will often be offended." I guess maybe he was trying to phrase it like politics sucked and he wanted women to be spared participating in something so burdensome, but that's not a good reason, and today we read this as a blatant sexist statement. Luckily, history would put his outdated ideas in the dumpster. Stanley Bodle of Ohio had what he perhaps thought were more encouraging words. Women have they a mission? Yes, it is to rule in the world of love and affection. In the home, it is not to rule in the state. They have a function to perform which precludes the latter sort of rule. Man is king of this universe. Woman is queen. The queen rules when the king is dead or becomes a mollycoddle, and the American man is not that yet. Huh, sure, women can have love and affection, but no part in the state. That makes total sense. Not. At least some of the representatives were on the right side of history. Representative Melville Kelly of Pennsylvania spoke on women's behalf. I believe in women's suffrage because I believe in democracy. Period King. Speak your truth. The final vote was 204 no to 174 yes. So once again, women could not vote. 
Women won suffrage five years later, through the 19th Amendment. The final victory came about 80 years after a woman started campaigning for the right to vote. That's like a whole lifetime. And some women did spend their entire lives working for the right to vote, for the rest of us. Some of them, like Elizabeth Cady Stanton and Susan B. Anthony, died before they could see women gain the right to vote. Opponents to women's suffrage had a lot of reasons, but they all boiled down to, drum roll please, pure sexism. One of the most common criticisms was that women should stay focused on mothering their sons. Yeah, sure, because no one has time to be a mother and to vote. Another branch of this argument was that women already had their own electoral stake because they were raising the sons who would go on to hold office. Yeah, sure, that's not long-winded roundabout logic at all. After the defeat on January 12th, 1915, the movement took the chance to reorganize. They turned towards aggressive lobbying, grassroots organizing, picketing, and marches. When they were arrested, they drew media attention, and they even endured hunger strikes. In January 1917, the National Women's Party picketed in front of the White House, holding banners that read, Mr. President, what will you do for women's suffrage? And how long must women wait for liberty? They stayed through intense weather and had shift changes when people needed to rest. The first ever woman, Jeanette Rankin, was elected to Congress in 1917 in Montana, and this proved to be a huge step forward for the movement. Montana was only one of 12 states that even allowed women to vote at the time. Finally, on August 18, 1920, the 19th Amendment was ratified and added to the U.S. Constitution. The amendment said that no U.S. citizen could be denied the right to vote on account of their gender. Officially, it read, The right of citizens of the United States to vote shall not be denied or abridged by the United States or by any state on account of sex. Congress shall have power to enforce this article by appropriate legislation. Finally, women had the right to vote. It was a long and hard road, but suffragists really showed the meaning of dedicating your life to a cause and ensuring the best for future generations to come. Today in 2010, indie darling band Vampire Weekend released their second album, Contra. The album title is in reference to both the Nicaraguan counter-revolutionaries and the 1987 video game, Contra. It debuted at number one on the Billboard 200 and was called one of the best albums of the decade so far by Pitchfork. But the album had a nice little side of drama to go with it, based on the album art. The album features a photograph of a blonde woman in a Ralph Lauren polo shirt, staring directly at the camera with a kind of dazed expression. As it turns out, Anne Kirsten... Kenneth, the woman pictured, had not given her permission for her photo to be used for the album cover. The album was on sale in stores before Kenneth's teenage daughter recognized the photograph of her mom on the cover. The Polaroid was nearly three decades old. The photographer claimed a release had been signed, but Kenneth had no memory of that. So they took them to court to the tune of $2 million. Kenneth ended up winning an undisclosed amount in a settlement after the lawsuit. After the settlement, the case against Vampire Weekend was dismissed, but then Vampire Weekend itself ended up suing the photographer for not giving the correct information when they thought that they were buying the rights from him. The whole thing is quite a snafu. And now for our final segment of the day, I'm going to be going into my own photo archives to see what I was up to on a January 12th in my life. Oh, January 12th. I got to do a practice set at a venue in Berkeley, California. I believe it was called Cornerstone. And 
I was standing outside when I realized I was looking at their, like, I don't know what they're called, but you basically, they like put the, they put the letters really big on like a <laughs> sign so you can see. But um, I was outside with my brother and then I saw that Cody Co. and Noelle Miller were performing at the exact same venue on January 15th and 16th. So I missed them by three whole days. I couldn't go see Tiny Meat Gang. I, at that point, had been a fan of Cody Co. for a really long time. And I'm sure that other people are also fans of them. But I think that was one of the first moments that I felt like genuinely kind of starstruck at like thinking about, oh, I just played this venue and these people I really look up to and their content are coming to play that same venue in two days or three days time. So that was really surreal for me. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you tomorrow. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and follow at 365 Days MXM Tune on your preferred social media platforms. Take care. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff. No, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough.